Welcome to Postwave. You're here with Eric and Trevor. Today we're talking about memes. Memes. from preponderances of consciousness and psychology to an internet memes reaction episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to start things off, we're going to go a little bit into the history of the word meme because some people might not be aware of, of where it came from and I think it's a pretty like bizarre and interesting story. So they, they originated with this guy uh richard dawkins who's a who's a biologist and and author and and a thinker and he's he's one of the uh the four horsemen of the atheist apocalypse guys that we talked about in a previous episode so so he coined this term in 1976 um in his book the the selfish gene and basically it's a unit of culture that could be transmitted between two or more people to kind of convey different ideas and and the the idea with memes is that they're analogous to genes in humans that there's some kind of evolutionary process that happens with different ideas competing and being spread and evolving and mutating that kind of thing which i think is is just really really fascinating yeah and i think it really it's true too and 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 just to clarify though i, I think the word meme specifically refers to the behavior by which ideas self-replicate that uh by copying an idea that is how a meme spreads and what gives it uh consistency and uh, gives it that label as a meme is when it does so without mutating in a significant way where it kind of stays the same huh that that's interesting because i mean i i mean I can think of like a, a several examples of of internet memes that you know kind of kind of mutate. I mean that's that's kind of the point, right? Like the meme, the mm. meme comes out, and I'm jumping ahead to like actual internet memes here, but but you know like the real stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, if if you've ever been part of like like a, a subreddit or like a Facebook group or whatever, or you're even just you know among the people you follow on on social media, like you know there's a meme that like everyone does like a slight variation i mean like the the you've seen like the the bernie bernie like sitting there with his mittens crossed right i mean it's like yeah yeah (laughs) so fucking dumb (laughs) yeah but like you know everyone everyone like has like put put some like variation on it and you know Mm. i guess that they're all like i mean (laughs) I, i don't know what idea that is is spreading (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of the beauty of it right it's like it's an idea that is sort of self-replicating it's just this thing this pattern but it doesn't necessarily have any meaning yeah just exists for its own sake yeah yeah i mean yeah some some memes are like that some some definitely aren't (laughs) for sure yeah um yeah so this is a really interesting point that you brought up that uh internet memes as we know them sort of by definition are their variability 
where it's like a certain framework that gets altered in new and unique ways. Um, and so maybe this is a way of how the word meme has evolved because I just watched a little interview with Richard Dawkins, so I'll, I'll send it to you, where he talks about how uh, this word originally came about. And like you said, it was to provide another example of how ideas can spread and self-replicate. And he said that one major criticism people have said is that they don't stay true to themselves in the same way that genes do. When genes replicate, they do so with extremely high accuracy. Whereas when ideas in culture and uh, like on that on that scale, when they replicate, there's a much greater fall off of of staying true. Ah, huh. that's that's really interesting. I mean, I think that part of it might just be different timescales. Because like there are, mm. I mean, the only way evolution can happen, right, is if there's there's variations that are just random mutations in the genome, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I, there's like virus stuff that happens too, but um, and you know, lots, lots of other crazy stuff. But that's like the, one of the main ways that that evolution happens, right? Is is these random mutations? Um, but those those have effects, you know, on the scales of like millions of of years. And mm -hmm. with the internet memes, it's like the, it's just it's just the the cycle cycle gets sped up. I think. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and Dawkins d did clarify that he doesn't necessarily agree with this criticism because you can provide examples of when a meme replicates and does so without losing information. And the example he gives is with the game of telephone, which he calls uh, Chinese whispers. Um <laughs> Uh, so, 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 so the example he said is that uh, it's you know the game of telephone where you whisper something into your neighbor's ear and they whisper it on to the next person and so on and so on and, and mm -hmm. oh it's great fun because the thing you whispered changes and has no resemblance. But he said if you have a really short message, then typically the message will survive. Um, and he goes on to elaborate that. It doesn't really matter the minor trivial variations in the way that information is presented so long as the the core truth of it that being the words survives so so like if the next person says it in a different accent or the next person says it in a different uh, register or something like that that if the words survive to the end, then uh, it was sufficiently able to self-replicate. Uh, yeah, that's really that's really interesting. There's some essential es essence that that kind of keeps going no matter how it's modified. Totally. So, like the Bernie meme, how many standard deviations away from the original image would you have to get for it to no longer be the Bernie meme? <laughs> <laughs> you could you could figure that out by just, you know, randomly displacing one pixel and doing all the iterations of that and then randomly displacing two pixels. Mm -hmm. And yeah. 
have fun curating the result of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And for this next one, pixel number 375 <laughs> is uh, one CRGB or whatever, CY is one grayscale lighter. <laughs> it's going to be my senior project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get. <laughs> I'm sure people have done this, like just feed like GPT three a bunch of meme or whatever the. I think uh, mm-hmm. no, Wally is the one where you can like give it a, a prompt and it'll draw things. Um, I think I think you can also use GPT three for images, but just feed it a bunch of memes really? and see what happens. Wow, I, that's crazy. I thought GPT three was just uh, language. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. For those of you who don't know, GPT three is a program artificial intelligence program how would you so it's this uh project that uh open ai is working on and they're like elon musk backed ai research body (laughs) and they uh they they've produced i guess three different language models at this point using uh what's called a, a transformer which is a kind of neural network and they've they've all they're all sort of based on uh on figuring out how to do natural language processing better so like generating mm. text or or kind of parsing text i think the main thing these these models have been known for is is generating text um mm. but the, i mean the, the the one that just came out like i guess a few months ago gpt3 can uh can actually like code some things <laughs> and oh, can, <laughs> i mean like We're you know it, it's it's we're still a long way from from that like displacing like displacing all the programmers for sure but i mean it does it job does. security is the last thing i'm worried about when computers start programming themselves yeah <laughs> <laughs> well anyway since we're talking about language uh, <laughs> so so another thing that dawkins was saying about memes is basically that language is a meme you know it, you could have a word just like catches on and then someone repeats it that's a meme and then if if one word can do that any word can do that and and uh all of the words all of the sentence structures all of that is just sort of things that got caught up and repeated until they became self self self-referential because like a particular word is that word and has a certain meaning and it just sort of is because it happened that way. But um, but if one person says a word and someone else says the word, even if they say it in a different way, it's still that word, and so it still carries the same meaning. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I hadn't I hadn't thought about that before. But yeah, you're you're totally right. It makes me think of of Terence McKenna a little bit. The whole yeah. language thing. We <laughs> um, are the language. Yeah. He 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 just missed memes by like. Seven ten years. <laughs> Although I think I think music's before the, the internet. But yeah, because 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 words are are containers of ideas and meaning, right? Just like totally. just like memes are. So I think I think so. One thing I, I think about a lot is just how the internet and memes have have kind of shaped the trajectory of of humanity since they've been around. And I, mm. I feel like it's a it's probably more profound of an impact than a lot of people give it credit for. I mean, I mean, I think a lot of people would would say that about the, the, the of course the internet's been you know 
maybe the most influential thing to happen for humanity for like a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, go- going to the moon was cool and stuff. Um, <laughs> but, but this is like, this is like changing the, the very like fabric of how society works for like billions of, of people over like years and years and years. I feel like that's in terms of like a change in just like how the world functions. Mm, definitely. It's yeah. It's up there with like agriculture and, and you know, <laughs> automobiles and that, that kind of thing. Which do you think is a bigger impact, the internet or the wheel? Well, it, de- it depends how you define impact, I guess, because like... It, yeah, it, it is impossible to judge. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess in terms of like sheer scale mm. and and like in how ubiquitously it affects everyone on the on the planet, like directly or indirectly. Yeah. So what are some of the ways that you think in particular the internet has affected our society and people? Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's a cliche these days, but you know, the whole siloing us into social media environments that are very echo chambery and, and kind of tailored more to keep us on the platforms than to benefit us Mm. for the most part. And, and the way that, that kind of, cultivates sharing certain memes um like you know political ideas that that can kind of uh get out of people's hands i guess definitely uh so i want to i want to roll back to something you said a little bit ago which was uh how you mentioned that the internet creates echo chambers and that this was a significant impact of the internet on our culture and i want to challenge that because while it's definitely something that's happening and certainly has some impact, wouldn't you say that it's not dissimilar from how ideas echo around within smaller communities? And like, like imagine the small town and all the people with their political ideologies and cultural, like for example, bigotry. Um, these ideas that spread without really being addressed critically, um, just just within their own little echo chamber of the town. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, it, it applies to small towns and maybe not so much to big big cities, but yeah, cities like so, something different going on there. <laughs> um, and and what I'd like I'd like to think about it in sort of a sense. We're using echo chamber, so we're already kind of in the acoustic metaphor, but uh, what if we rephrase that to a resonant body? You know, it's like the shell of an instrument where certain notes, if they're in the right register, if they're uh, attuned to the right series of harmonics, will resonate. Yeah, and then you can like break a wine glass if you do it right. Yeah, what's that in the metaphor? (laughs) (laughs) Revolution. (laughs) Uh, So on the internet memes, I want to talk a little bit about like the culture of people who create and spread internet memes. Yeah, sure. Do you have like a mental image in your head of like, what's this person like who gone done and made that meme? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or who would make memes in general? <laughs> Not really. I mean, because it. I mean, you know, I. I would. Just, if I had to 
go by stereotype is probably a, a dude between the ages of like 14 and 30 <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i'm i'm sure it's it's actually like pretty diverse but is, isn't that is that kind of your image as well i mean that yeah um i want to go a little deeper in the sense that I think a lot of meme culture stems from places like 4chan. Would you say so? Yeah, I mean a lot, a lot of, a lot of times I've been on that site, Know Your Meme, which kind of is like the history of of anything you'd want to look up. Um, so many of them are just like, oh yeah, this random like 4chan user posted this this one time, and then a bunch of people started imitating it, and like, and then it then it like yeah. it takes a while, and then it like breaks outside of 4chan or 8chan or wherever it was, and then. And then it's like, uh, and then it goes to like Reddit. I think a lot of stuff gets gets born on on Reddit too. Mm, totally. But so, do you do you have like a so so so, so the thing about 4chan, as I understand it, um, is it's sort of very closely tied with troll culture. Yeah. Uh huh. Which is you know like messing with people because you're on the internet and you're anonymous so you can do really fucked up things because it's funny <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and be and being like like intentionally just like really edgy and offensive and like is that is that kind of part of it yeah <laughs> yeah totally yeah and there's i don't know there's i think there has to be a kind of a disingenuous or postmodern flavor to that because there's, I don't know, there's a level of detachment involved in just purely making a joke out of something that people take seriously. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm tempted to use the word nihilist, although I don't think it's it's quite exactly right. But I I, th- I think that's very closely related. Yeah, like like nothing is nothing is sacred enough to. Yeah, no, nothing is sacred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very much. And and it makes me sort of, I don't know. I So I have this image in my head of like the kind of person who's a 4chan user, who's a troll on the internet. They are likely someone in the, a dude in that age bracket um, who, in my mind anyway, has probably been bullied a lot and does not fit in with their culture they sort of feel ostracized already and then they found this haven this safe place well not a safe place but uh, <laughs> a, a place where they can be themselves where they can express themselves yeah i, th- I think there's definitely something to that and yeah i mean i don't know i mean maybe, maybe <laughs> i don't know how your high school experience was but i feel like a lot of a lot of people kind of feel like that at one point or another in in high school definitely yeah i, I mean I, I certainly did feel that way for much of high school yeah yeah it's like yeah you feel you feel like everyone like has way more friends than you do or like is, is way better friends with them than you do and <laughs> uh, i i the way i drifted through high school is i had this really acute sense that everyone around me was like cool and like socially integrated with each other and thought that I was a prick. And so I behaved like a prick all the time. 
just as sort of like a to to keep people distance you know it mm-hmm. was it was very combative it was like well if you're going to uh assault me then i will get the drop on you and i'll lash out first so that you you won't mess with me uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> all in a very all, all in a very passive aggressive under the surface sort of way um that mm-hmm. just sort of manifested in my personality being arrogant and snippish and it it took me until actually the moment where I finally realized that the world the the social world of my high school wasn't at all what I thought it was was graduation day I I, something clicked there when everyone's like opened up and vulnerable and like hugging each other and crying and stuff like that I suddenly finally realized shit um they didn't all hate me a lot of these people actually thought i was cool and and i was just uh, kind of lashing out anyway but they they didn't even notice that and they just thought i was cool <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah I, I had no idea <laughs> i don't know i mean I, and, and i say all that but i don't think my experience was especially abnormal i think a lot of people go through their experience of high school end of life with that same sort of offensive defensive mode yeah yeah i mean i i I had kind of a weird high school or unusual high school situation because i moved from california right before i started high school to texas to austin Mm -hmm. and so yeah i didn't know anyone (laughs) (laughs) and like you know a lot of people know someone some other people from middle school if it's in the same town right um Mm -hmm. but but yeah, I feel like I feel like by junior year I was pretty like comfortable, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I guess all that just to say that I have a, a feeling that there's a certain level of antagonism and uh, sort of uh, critical—I don't want to say like mockery—even built into meme culture, where you have these people who are ostracized and feel separate and so they go to this place where they can be anonymous and express themselves but they on the large part have been the victims of bullying for example and patterns of abuse like that tend to self-replicate in the same way as any meme would oh man yeah and yeah you're, you're totally right yeah and so that sort of antagonism is built into the culture of creating and spreading memes on the internet yeah and it could kind of just be like letting off steam for a lot of people yeah totally if you're enjoying what you're listening to so far and you want to support us somehow there's lots of ways you can do that you can go follow us on facebook or instagram or visit us online at postwavepodcast.com or send us a nice email at postwavepodcast at gmail.com you can also follow us on your podcasting platform of choice we're on pretty much everyone out there give us a nice review if you're on a platform that supports that thanks for listening
I'm, I'm curious when when did you like start going on the internet a lot like what age hmm. well actually starting in second grade i started playing runescape and i became very addicted to that all through uh the beginning of high school i would play that and it became like the thing that oh, wake up in the morning get on runescape play for an hour okay time to just go to school uh get back from school open up the computer get on runescape until my mom or dad yells at me long enough that i finally do get off and maybe do my homework or something and so it was basically i, I so i want to say when i started getting on the internet except for runescape uh yeah i mean there were there were other like games and stuff i would play as a kid but it wasn't like in until i want to say freshman or sophomore year of high school that i got into memes and stuff mm -hmm. and i was a slut for memes <laughs> a glutton if you will <laughs> an absolute whore <laughs> for memes <laughs> <laughs> that was me I, I would go on meme base I remember like vegging out on my bed looking at my computer and like scrolling down on meme base which is this horrible website is that like fail blog and all that stuff yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was I was on that too I think like yeah like sophomore junior year of high school or so I forget yeah Maybe freshman year <laughs> Phil Crane. Yeah, that's classic. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No, that website was horrible. Just like a bunch of garbage being spewed at you every minute. And like a lot of it is like product placement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I barely remember what what it's like to, to like be on that site. I was on that a lot. <laughs> and I, I remember one time, uh, this girl in school was like, I, 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 we were friends on Facebook and I commented on her post and then she was like, you have like no personality. I looked at your profile and it's all just like memes, like your entire personality is memes. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, so just to make sure I'm getting this straight, you you commented on her post, and then she commented on like replied to your comment publicly saying you have no personality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. Yeah. Mm. She she may have been defensive, I think, because she, she was, like, doing an animation of something, like, drawing these little animal things, and I was like, hey, you're drawing furries, and she didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aren't furries a little bit sexual? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well I, I guess I shouldn't, like, say yeah, but, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> As I understand it, like the official political stance of the furry community is it's not inherently sexual, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure that for the majority of them, there's a sexual element that is very prominent. Mm -hmm. But when did, when did the whole furry thing start? Do you know? I don't know when it started exactly, but it was definitely in its heyday when I was in 
high school. I remember uh, I listened to that artist, Qu- Renard Queenston, mm-hmm. who produces music under like a million different aliases each of them is a furry and they have albums going back well i don't know maybe five or ten years before high school so like i don't know 2005 2010 something like that wow interesting i don't know that had been around for that long yeah uh one of my best friends in high school's brother was or maybe still is a furry yeah yeah well is there like a certain bar you have to cross to be considered a furry or like (laughs) (laughs) um i think you okay maybe you have to have like a tail and maybe some ears Uh and call yourself a furry i think that's like the the baseline okay yeah i remember people wearing like tails and ears in in high school and maybe middle school, but I, I didn't know what a furry was or like connected to that at all. Mm. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. connected. <laughs> can I admit, I actually kind of like the furry aesthetic. Yeah. I mean, I, I can, I can appreciate it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'd use the word like, but I, I can appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> Should we start the top five thing? Sure. <laughs> Do you want to start though? Sure. Okay. So this is, this is our, top five memes of all time for for both of us cool uh so i want to start with going back to high school when i was super into me so to, to, to recap for people who haven't seen our motivation and addiction episode i've been not dicking around on the internet for the last year and it's so good i i i, I don't want to go back even though i've been kind of backsliding a little bit but uh in general i still you know, I'm not like reading memes and shit. And so it was, it was kind of a dredge to, to even think of some memes that I still thought were worth spreading. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I guess I kind of want to treat it like a case study almost, especially with this first one, um, which is just the broad umbrella category of YouTube poop. Mm -hmm. So uh, YouTube poop is when you take a video and chop it up and distort it from the original source material so that it does things that are obscene and funny and just like gross and random it completely yeah random is i think the core of it so uh and there's a whole bunch of source materials the one that i liked the most in high school was michael rosen (laughs) nice (laughs) yeah uh so this was a a guy who creates children's he calls them poems they're kind of like story and uh, he just records himself saying these. And he has a kind of a funny, intense expressiveness. And so I think that's why he was this good source material. But he also says, you know, very innocent things in ways that could be uh, fucked with. So <laughs> maybe I'll just send you this video right here so you can... Re- you, you've probably seen this before. I was just thinking the other day, the next time I do a live stream, I need to break out the 
the Michael Rosen soundboard again. <laughs> <laughs> did did we make a did we make a soundboard? I, I made a soundboard, and then I yeah. Well, yeah, no, you helped me because we edited. I remember editing the the clips, or you were editing them in Pro Tools, I think, and like sending them to me because you had them. Do you remember that? Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> wow did we do anything with it uh i mean i never made it i think i used it in blurk (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i remember that (laughs) um yeah i mean i have a uh, yeah and then we made the the country soundboard yeah that was great yeah (laughs) when you're out on the farm you're gonna use your arms (laughs) oh yeah this this okay yeah, so it's like a big element is like reversing things <laughs> or like looping things, right? Or like repeating this, repeating things so fast that they like glitch out and and it's like a buzzing sound, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a few uh, sort of core core edits that are done frequently. Whereas yeah. like sometimes there'll be a word like job and they'll start the word straightforward and then they'll end it in reverse at the same time the video will be mirrored like halfway through so it'll be like josh and yeah. for some reason that's funny <laughs> so i want to say yeah. though on the on the topic of youtube poop this is kind of like the perfect example of that same sort of uh cringy bullied bully sort of uh, antagonism that you see in meme culture a lot there's there's a lot of stuff in here that's just like kind of vile and uh <laughs> but it's just there and that's part of part of the charm i guess is that it's like unfiltered just i am this thing that feels this distress and i'm putting out it out there in the form of humor yeah, I mean, it's also pretty, like, virtuosic if you think about it how much time it takes to edit all it's, these things and, like, amazing. come up with the ideas. It, and, like, the the whole, like, you know, like, making sentences from words that are just, like, clipped from <laughs> different parts of the, of whatever, like, the, the, the Biden inauguration video you sent me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's art, I guess. Uh, it's incredible. And, uh, actually, I want to just uh, transition into another meme that just popped its way in this very moment onto my top five list, which is the sweet bro and hella Jeff meme. Can I, can I say something about YouTube? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. So I, 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 when you said that I was, I didn't even think about this, but, um, I don't, I don't know if you consider this YouTube poops, but the whole like B movie, but every time someone says B like all star plays, that kind of meme. Right. <laughs> like would you consider that YouTube poop or is that like a, a different thing? I think that's kind of its own category. It's much yeah. more like one thing is happening. Yeah. M- much less freeform. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I think I've heard those referred to as uh technical memes. Cause you know, if you're doing like <laughs> the whole B movie or whatever, it's gonna take like a lot of time and like yeah or not that youtube poop doesn't take a lot of time but but uh and, and the point is not that you're like you're gonna watch this entire like three hour long thing it's that someone took the time to like <laughs> put it all together and like it exists and you can jump to like any point and and experience it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um 
maybe maybe this could be like my first we can go like go back and forth yeah awesome we, we are number one this has been like this oh, is like at yeah. least a year or two ago uh-huh <laughs> yeah uh it was either that that song or b movie and every time they said either b or we are number one it would play this clip from the movie Monsters Inc. of Mike Wazowski getting his fingers slammed. The the little green guy getting his fingers like slammed in the in like a uh, like a window thing. Okay. <laughs> and each each time it's in like slower motion, so that like th- that part of it takes up a whole like two or three minutes out of this like you know ten minute video. <laughs> I, I I'm more amused by how amused you're finding this. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's like some weird kind of like, like you said, it's kind of like avant-garde like art or or something. Like there's a there's a yeah there's like a, an aesthetic pleasure element to it. <laughs> there is. <laughs> yeah. Why why is it though? Because like it's some of this shit is funny it just like hits your funny bone and it's so fucking stupid and you have no idea why you're laughing but it just cracks you up in a way that you like you're completely unprepared for (laughs) it's like that thing where you can like have you seen those those um those things where like the neural network determines that a certain image is like it's like 99 percent certain it's a chicken yeah but it's like a picture of a cow and there's just like one pixel changed or something there's some weird thing done to the image that we can't detect <laughs> yeah that's making it think it's a chicken uh-huh. <laughs> it's like it's like it's, it's exploiting some little like glitch in the in the human brain <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> and that, that's that's how it that's how it spreads uh-huh so virus uh okay so I, I guess that's my that's my first one cool so this will dovetail into my second one, which is the Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff webcomic. Just take take a few minutes and peruse a couple of these. It's kind of really extraordinary in an artistic way. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole like, uh, <laughs> so like below the actual comic, there's just a thing with like some really like seizure inducing gifs of, of a bunch of like money <laughs> things and then I'm like oh yeah bitches let's make you some money i hope this ad is for some pornography oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's garbage it, it's it's like ms paint on meth on meth yeah on meth. <laughs> this is like this is kind of, this is kind of like deep fried meme territory right i i don't know that uh well I, I, this is more complicated than that but but deep fried memes are just like um like you take an image and just oh if you look it up you'll be able to see but you just put a bunch of like weird like saturation and distortion on it so like it's barely recognizable what <laughs> what's actually happening yeah totally it's exactly this um except for in the in the form of a web comic yeah and, this like, has more plot than than i think deep fried memes usually do uh-huh but like the the thing that fascinates me is like the story of the editing process that is written out in all the horrible, horrible, like impossibly bad ways that they're editing each an image. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's no way you can fuck an image up that bad. <laughs> but it's like presented as if it's like unintentional. Yeah. <laughs> Like like the buttons even on the website, um, like the you have you know have the next comic the previous so so we have the next comic button and then we have 
uh, <laughs> that same image duplicated except for in another uh, another color font written larger on top of the word next we have the word newest but you can still see where the next was below it and then to go backwards we have the next comic backwards button that says next comic backwards and then uh to go to the very first comic there's that same image but it's squeezed horizontally until it's like half as long and it's almost legible, but you can kind of make out. It says next comic, and then in front of backwards, except for not really on top of it, it says first. Of course, it's all in Comic Sans font. <laughs> wow, yeah, that'll, that'll be a, a time sink for me, I'm, I'm <laughs> guessing. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> wow. I feel like it should just be like printouts of that on like huge walls at a museum that would be mm. awesome <laughs> <laughs> should have an immersive art show where you do that and like play vaporwave and <laughs> and death grips yeah uh, <laughs> all right what's your next meme okay this is like a super recent one um i think i've <laughs> seen an example it's the uh well, actually it, it's similar to to the expanding brain meme which i have to give like an honorable mention i think sure <laughs> you've seen those right yeah yeah um so it's kind of it's kind of that same kind of format but the first panel is like a, a skinny like nerd looking dude on his computer like typing something into the internet and then like each as you go lower each picture is like of a, of a buffer and buffer dude on the computer <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> and and like and the the text on the so it's like the the first thing that's next to the the like skinny nerd at the computer is like asking a question or something or like making a statement and then the next one that the, like the buffer guy uh is is right it's like hold on there chief <laughs> not so fast king <laughs> and then like make some like <laughs> like argument against what the other person said and then like and then it's just that all the way down so <laughs> but the guy just keeps getting buffer uh <laughs> It's another thing. I was like, "Why is this this funny?" <laughs> Don't memes like that though kind of serve like as a vehicle for often like philosophical explorations? Yeah, like a lot of the like that one in particular, like that can definitely carry like actual like argument and debate. <laughs> um, I think that adds to the attractiveness of it because it's kind of abs- that level of absurdism. Uh, of having a serious philosophical debate in that particular sort of framework or platform. Yeah, it's kind of like pointing out the absurdity of that. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) 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 Or it can be, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess not necessarily. (laughs) Try to find a good example of this one. So thoughtful and compassionate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) is this homoerotic it's possible that's that's an element i don't know (laughs) all right (laughs) i guess we're gonna move on wow uh all right what's what's next on your so my next one is the gi joe psa parodies oh yeah i remember you (laughs) 
which is actually an example of a meme that started before the internet and it was passed around on vhs tapes that people would copy yeah yeah what when did you say it was did you say um i don't know 80s 90s and those are still on youtube right we can we can link to them Uh uh-huh yeah I remember when you first showed those to me, I was like so disoriented because <laughs> I don't think you explained. <laughs> I, I just sent like you a those. link if you want to check up okay. on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm totally going so fast. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> what the fuck are you kids doing on my ice? <laughs> give him the stick. Don't give him the stick. Do you know my dad? Yeah, I don't know uh, how interesting... This is for your listeners out there just listening to us crack up for a minute. This is definitely something y'all uh, y'all would do best to... <clears throat> this is something definitely where you, you guys would want to check out the links to understand what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cru- crucially important in this yeah. episode. <laughs> um, I, I just thought of something that wasn't on my list, but... Um, which which is that that's what she said oh yeah that's a classic <laughs> yeah uh, yeah as as a big fan of the office i have to is that where it, is that, that where it came said. from uh probably not but like i feel like it let me check i feel like that's kind of what made it a, a like a huge thing hmm. remember the first time i heard that when i was like i don't know 12 i didn't get mm-hmm. it I was like, what the uh-huh. fuck? That doesn't even make any sense. That's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> I probably heard it before I knew what it was too. And I just like, yeah, I went straight over my head. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't, uh, okay. Well, I feel stupid now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's way before the office. Uh, Wayne's World, of course. Hmm. Have you seen Wayne? Have you seen Wayne's World? No. When did that come out? Like 92. <laughs> ah. Wow. Yeah. You, sh- you should watch that. Uh, if I were watching shit online, I would watch it. Should I go again or do you want to go? Yeah, yeah, go on. Okay. Okay. So trolley problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a classic. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Maybe the the one philosophical meme that's like broken into the, the mainstream. Yeah. I I, I don't know if I could think of another like philosophy meme. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause, Cause that's pretty cool though, because it started not even as like a a joke sort of meme or anything. It was just this philosophical quandary like if you had a trolley rolling on a track towards five people or towards one person towards five people and you could pull the lever to divert it and make it kill one person would you do it to right. kind of explore the values of utilitarianism yeah yeah and, and uh or, or deontology yeah and it already like kind of begs for little like modifications because there's there's already a modification within like the philosophical conversation it came out of where you know you can ask whether you feel different pulling the lever to divert the trolley onto the path which is one person versus like pushing them off a bridge to stop the just mm-hmm. stop the trolley on the tracks right and like most most people say that they they feel less bad about pulling the lever mm-hmm but that morally it's the same thing that's that's cool too because i've seen so many philosophical variations that are interesting quandaries posed mm-hmm. in the context of this like horribly drawn ms paint 
uh, trolley problem meme <laughs> environment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of of either way. I think I think it's. Uh, <laughs> so there's like there's the there there's no one person tied to the tracker. There's just like the five people, and then like a, a completely empty track. I think. Uh-huh. Um, but in front of the five people, there's like a loop the loop. If you put the tr- the trolley into the empty track, it's not going to do the loop to loop. So <laughs> there's there's your <laughs> dilemma. Yeah, <laughs> hedonism. <laughs> course the the meme that 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 whole or, or like the the sub the sub meme that 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 meme has generated is the the multi-track drifting <laughs> meme <laughs> yeah cool <laughs> okay do you have uh yeah okay so my ones? next my next one's gonna be the lick I'm going to say that again because I muffled it. My next one's going to be The Lick. Da, 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 da. Wow! Yeah. There's <laughs> this musical little lick that shows up in jazz all the time until it's become a cliche. Yeah, I think you can find it in a bunch of different music too, like Stravinsky, Firebird, <laughs> I think. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> That's great. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a fairly like... It uses just, just like the first five notes of the major scale. It's like a little pattern with those. And like, yeah, there's been so much music written. Like, <laughs> um, it's bound to show up in like a lot of places. But yeah, again, like a, I feel like something. It's like, like I feel like if you play music now, you know what the lick is. If you're if you're like above a certain age and you play music, you know, you know what the lick is. Yeah, it's kind of kind of like a subcultural meme. Yeah, to to create a perception of identity to a, a group something uh, something kind of really that i didn't even realize was a meme is <laughs> okay okay so so on pornhub there's like a little drum beat that plays before every video and it's okay. like thanks and it never really occurred to me that it was like a thing or that because it's so like little and it just like seems so like it's like it's literally like 10 seconds long or so like five seconds long mm-hmm. but apparently that's a meme now I only found out about that through found out about that through Maddie, um, but like okay. there's there's like there's like videos of like um, like like a high school jazz band concert where like the drummer plays that the beginning of their solo and like everyone like cracks up because uh-huh. I, I still don't understand it because it's like it's such like a small like kind of uh, like cliche sounding drum beat but apparently people <laughs> can recognize it. yeah well i i guess if it has like if it's recognizable then it's like it's funny because you know that if, if the person is laughing then they also watch porn on this website yeah <laughs> which, <laughs> which is not something people talk about yeah i mean i mean you, you could say a lot of music is kind of meme based totally as well i mean it's kind of what like what what a genre kind of is yeah absolutely yeah and even if you have like genre breaking groundbreaking new pieces of music like um the rite of spring by stravinsky it's still in large part built on a lot of building blocks that while it while it may be much different from 
uh, from the majority of music, it's still sort of built on the same stuff. It's just like a couple standard deviations away. Yeah, or it's like taking an idea that was already there before and intentionally subverting it to be Mm. like the opposite or something, something completely different. Yeah, cool. But yeah, I mean, I mean, so in, in jazz, there's this thing called the the contrafact, which is when someone takes the chord progression from a certain tune and and writes another melody over it. So, like a good example is um, or- "Ornithology" by Charlie Parker is the same chord progression as "How High the Moon," which is like an older jazz standard. Mm. And there there are a bunch of different examples, but kind of, kind of the same idea, like like yeah. taking a a form that was already there and, and doing something new with it, but retaining the, the ident- retaining the, like the essence of the, the original progression. Totally. Yeah. Like all, all the galant schemata, like the forms that people would improvise over in classical music that became like, this is what the rules of classical music are now. Wow. I, I don't, I don't really know much about that or I, I've forgotten <laughs> what I knew. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a, a, a dumb section that we focused on in music. I mean, I'm sure you took the same classes as I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just kind of like a, a dumb, a dumb section. I mean, just the word is kind of dumb. Galant schemata. Uh, is this like 17th century? I, I even forget. <laughs> It's uh, post. It's when you are thinking about harmony. So yeah, seventeenth century and later, I think. Mm-hmm. Where you just have like these little melodic lines, like do 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 do, or do 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 do. They're they're all like these really kind of basic units that became mm-hmm. very very cliche but they they work and i guess that's why they they became popular yeah that, that's really interesting yeah kind of around when people were first starting to put together like ideas about music theory and stuff yeah is it kind of like the root, root the root of all that yeah well, well the thing about them is they were used uh in improvisation because mm-hmm. back in the day a lot of the time people playing classical music it was all improvised right yeah well in a lot of like uh i mean like figured bass is kind of like the the classical version of of lead sheets right so figured bass Mm -hmm. is is like the the baseline will be written and then above the baseline there's just some numbers and symbols that tell you what the chord is supposed to be yeah and the the harpsichord is 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 intended to just like fill in the harmonies and kind of embellish it uh like on their own and it could be different for different performances or different people or whatever Totally. And uh, so, so these forms, the galant schemata, are like the things that people would commonly improvise on. Like you kind of make up your own melody over top of a particular basic chord progression, which is also, it kind of has like baked into it certain like voice leadings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a super interesting idea. So what's, what's your next one? Okay. Uh, I kind of have... Which number are we on now? Let's see. I did. I did. So the second to last. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, have you seen the uh, the meme where? Let me see if I can find it, then you can help me describe it. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, so so the basic the basic template is there's there's like a, a crying dude with, with glasses, kind of like a nerd on the left, and then on and uh, he's saying something effective. No, you can't just insert something here. And the the guy on, and he's crying, and the guy on the right is is saying something like, "Haha, something goes burr." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they're but, all really, really horrible line drawings. Yeah, that are yeah. also somehow extremely expressive. Yeah, so I actually didn't realize this, but there, the that that uh, I think the either the specific kind of drawing or the specific figure is called a, a wojack, and it was like this thing that uh, I think uh, came out of some like Polish uh, subsection of the internet. <laughs> okay, um, which is interesting. Um, yeah, my, I'll see if I can find this one. Uh, my favorite one is is uh, there. There's like a, a guy on the left saying like, "No, you can't just like fuck with guitar pedals and effects." I've studied for like 16 years and I can play Mashuga, all Mashuga's albums backwards and forwards. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can't even finger like sweet pick at 200 BPM and 16th notes. <laughs> then, <laughs> then the other guy's like, "Haha, g- guitar go burr." <laughs> <laughs> or guitar, guitar pedals go burr. <laughs> <laughs> this is another good vehicle of not only like philosophical exploration but also political too right like like the very top one on this uh website you sent me the guy in the left is like no you can't artificially inflate the economy by creating money to fight an economic downturn you can't just change market s- signals by using monetary policy you're distorting the national something something and then on the right it's got the united states federal reserve system and it says ha money printer go burr <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah another potentially another another, <laughs> another vehicle for actual mm-hmm. like political ideas and i really ideas. like it too because it's I mean, for a long time, I feel like it's sort of an underground uh, platform on which to express like controversial ideas or ideas that Big Brother or Big Daddy wouldn't want you to say. Uh Uh, And it's just kind of been overlooked because it's so fucking stupid. (laughs) 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 And only until recently, the governments have started to realize that that's an actual platform that they can also attempt to manipulate the content of to control our minds yeah yeah i mean i, I know what the answer is going to be but you <laughs> you you have have you been you haven't been following the whole like wall street GameStop thing have you nope <laughs> nope <laughs> what's news okay well for 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 you and for anyone who's been living under a rock <laughs> in the past week. Um, basically, a bunch of people on Reddit conspired to like run up the process, the price of GameStop stock um, through like these. Uh, I don't think it was just the SAP Robinhood that lets you do kind of like micro investing, but that was kind of the, one of the main drivers. And um, like people in hedge funds lost like millions if not billions of dollars i think <laughs> because <laughs> and so yeah there, there's a lot of talk about whether like how how regular how regulated that that should be mm-hmm. i mean anything where 
Robin Hood is it, like a bunch of uh, not rich people just got like a bit richer, and then all the poor pe- uh, all the rich people got boned. Yeah. Fuck yeah, let's do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, no, we can't control our government because our representatives only represent the very rich people who pay the lobbyists and the politicians to get their policies enacted. So, oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) I hate that. I hate when that happens. (laughs) Guess we're getting some laws restricting Robin Hood and stuff. We'll see. I, th- I think there is, there's pretty like bipartisan support for, for not doing anything about it. Okay. Like not, not getting rid of, or not like further regulating Robin Hood. Okay. Uh, is it just my last one and then your last one, or? Yeah, whichever order you want to do it. My okay. last one's not um, especially dramatic or anything. Okay. Um, yeah. So mine's the, uh, so mine is like a certain band's discography described by scenes from some TV show or, or something like that. Um, I haven't heard of that one. Click, click on the, the office one. I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> the no love you love one is good. Uh, pandemonium. Oh, okay. This is a good one. Uh, Sp- SpongeBob and Radiohead. Yeah, I, this might be like the first one of these that I that I ever saw. It's good. <laughs> yeah. So lots, lots of lots of mileage there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are death grips. Yeah. Oh, because because um, that's in the search. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Although I mean, a lot, a lot of Death Grips fans are also the kind of people who make memes, so it it checks out. Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> uh, I just saw one that is now my last one. It's now okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a good one. <laughs> so uh a funny story about this one um maybe we should describe what, what it is before we uh, okay. talk about it yeah do you want to do the honors <laughs> yeah so um so it's the scene from spider-man where is it uncle, yeah uncle ben uh where, where uncle ben is it's like the last time peter peter sees him and uh, he's trying to talk to peter about responsibility and so it's that scene and then <laughs> right when when peter starts to talk it's just this line from a death grip song uh that's uh responsibility is cool but there's more things in life like getting your dick (laughs) wrote all fucking night (laughs) 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 with like a really bad lip like dub Uh (laughs) obviously (laughs) because it's so brilliant because the way the way it it, it continues and it and and the, the uncle's like, right, uh, pick you up at eight. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, on, honorable mention to, like, uh, all the, like, the Death Grips remixes that are on YouTube because the band, like, releases the acapellas and, like, isolated instrumentals for all the, for most of their albums, like, mm-hmm. for free. And, and so, you know, 
people will will put them over different different things and uh honorable mention although this might be this might like actually be my one one of the top ones whatever uh all-star yeah yeah i mean that that was that was a good run yeah i i feel like that one kind of got burnt out after a while yeah well well (laughs) i mean maybe not the all-star movie as a whole but like there's a bunch of like shrek slash all-star slash death grips like uh mashups that are out there (laughs) like i I probably show these to you at some point uh oh another another thing people have done with the death grip stems is like uh put like alex jones clips over them (laughs) like over the instrumental (laughs) yeah have i showed you those no that's perfect yeah i mean it's (laughs) it's something (laughs) that's pretty good right (laughs) Okay. Oh, this is this is the one I was thinking of. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> the the friggin' what are you doing in my swap with the the reverb? <laughs> <Yeah>. mm. <laughs> so fucking dumb. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh, man, memes, memes. That takes me back. So yeah, so yeah. <laughs> who, who knows where the the memes will take us in these next uh, twenty years? Because I guess they've been. I mean, the internet's the internet and memes have been around for about twenty ish years. I guess, right? Yeah, easily. A little more. So, a bit more. Yeah, I wonder what the next twenty, twenty, thirty years are gonna be like. I don't really care. <laughs> Memes are pretty cool. I think uh no they're not. They're fucking stupid. But there there's a sort of a brilliant charm to them as well. Yeah. Um they they take a particular place in my life in in, in the history of my life and I'm I'm happy to have them stay in the history. Suit <laughs> <laughs> suit <see it> yourself. <laughs> Yeah, you, you do you. You uh, <laughs> go crazy and s- spread spread the madness. That's oh, good. It's 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 beautiful trash. That, that's the thing, though. There's like there's like some good and like I would even say like community building elements to it. Definitely, you know. Yeah. And like 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 we were saying, kind of like some memes that can actually like convey legitimate like political ideas and and that kind of thing yeah it's it's a a means of expression for people who maybe don't have a voice to express in any other way and Mm -hmm. there's sort of uh, again a brilliant um almost a vulnerability it's it's like a, a a spontaneity it's a brilliant brilliant spontaneity that i think a lot of internet memes capture this sort of wild unbounded energy yeah yeah kind of like free associative just like anything goes kind of thing totally no judgment yeah depending on depending on where you are i guess there's like some <laughs> some judgment unless you're unless you're unless you're on like 4chan or, or 8chan yeah no there's definitely a judgment 
<laughs> but it, it's a, I, I don't know maybe it's a detached judgment it's like uh yeah. doesn't really apply to you because you're one of the team sort of deal or oh, what, what do you mean by that or maybe it's more that you know it's disingenuine because when you do it it's disingenuine so when people do it to you you know it's just fucking around and so in that way it's more play than than like bullying yeah 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 i I guess it depends where you're where you're talking about i mean because uh so i mean on on facebook or whatever if you're if you're in like a group uh like there there are moderators and admins that you know kind of police things Mm -hmm. i mean probably probably in most places there's something like that but it it depends like yeah there there are like different different lines you can cross i guess depending on the Mm. the forum you're on yeah I get I get the feeling though that sure you have these sort of little micro eddies of uh curated policed sub communities but I don't know do you think that memes in their current state in in, in with the, this sort of unbounded energy and creativity do you think they could have ever evolved only in those environments or are they more a product of the more freeform, unbounded, uh, anything goes corners of the internet? I I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's hard for me to imagine them existing without the internet. Well, but but I mean, even even within the the internet, like um, like like you were saying, there's Facebook communities that are moderated, and I don't know if, if that was all there was. Do you think we could have? had this uh rich culture of internet memography memes i don't know internet memes <laughs> uh, oh yeah yeah i see your point um yeah i don't know i mean i mean i'm sure there would be different it would be like a completely different ecosystem of of memes at that point but i, I have to believe that we'd still have them i mean maybe i don't know i i wonder like maybe Maybe if if it was all curated and policed like that, I I kind of get the sense it might lose some of its charm and so it might not be as prevalent. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, I, I just feel like it's it's such a natural kind of format for for people to express and exchange ideas that it would have happened one way or another. Right. Yeah. It, it's free form though. That's the thing. It's like yeah, the core of it is that it is one hundred percent variable. And so part of that, that freedom is the ability for it to be even horrible, crass things. You know, it, it, it's the ability to be anything. Yeah. And it, it's kind of like an inside joke too, mm. right? Yeah, totally. Like I feel like it's, it's, yeah, like any, any group of people that's like interacting with people with each other for long enough are going to develop some kind of like running joke, inside joke. Totally. Thing. Oh wait, yeah, it's a way to connect with other people. Yeah. Well. Any any closing thoughts? Uh, uh, I don't think so. Let's uh, let's hear it for the memes. <laughs> uh, I I did I did I did I send you that video where it's the lick, but it gets gets increasingly swung. Yeah. 
yeah okay yeah we'll, we'll have to we'll have to put that in the, yeah 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 in the that would be a good good source for the yeah yeah, yeah. done done by a friend of mine that's mm-hmm. that's a good example i don't know i don't think that's exactly what people mean when they say technical meme but like kind of yeah, that took kind a of lot is. of work <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah so it's so basically for uh <laughs> um for for non-musicians maybe so like in, in swing so in in jazz we have this thing called swing which is instead of playing two eighth notes like what's um, an eighth note trevor of, what's an eighth note <laughs> it's what comes between the the beats <laughs> so if the beats like this eighth notes would be uh and so sw- those are straight eighth notes and then swing eighth notes would be like dot 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 so you can hear like the first eighth note is longer than the second one mm. and usually it's about like a, a two to one ratio so like the the first note is twice as long as the second note um and so there's like a it's kind of like there's there's a a group of three subdivisions of the beat right and the first first note of the triplet is is the first two that's a triplet trevor (laughs) don't answer it (laughs) Um, anyway you could have different swing ratios so you can have really heavy swing like or you can have really light swing like where it's almost straight eights and so this yeah this this piece this, this friend of mine wrote is is it starts out straight and then gets more swung and then goes back to straight it's like a actual piece just using the lick <sighs> <sighs> well <laughs> I, I i've had enough of memes for tonight <laughs> all right yeah yeah same same here <laughs> yeah. cool 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 that's all kids that's all kids Thank you.